Good morning, South Florida. It's your girl, Super Cindy. Welcome to Community Matters. I hope everybody's feeling amazing on this Sunday. And welcome to Community Matters, the show that brings awareness to so many nonprofits and organizations and things that help our community. And just, I love this show so much. It is so dear to my heart. And I love speaking to all the different organizations and people that I get to meet through Community Matters. Make sure you head over to 99jamsmiami.com to check out all the previous episodes. So much information is on there of organizations and programs that can help you in your daily life. And you can follow us on IG at Community Matters 99. And make sure you download that free 99 Jams app so you could tune in on the go. You don't have to get out of bed and go to a radio. You can just listen right there from your phone while you're laying in the bed or getting ready for church and headed out your way. So this morning, our guest is the founder and CEO of Comfort Tea Inc. And we'll be explaining what exactly Comfort Tea Inc. is. I have Miss Nicole Lee. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. No worries. We got to get the word out for the amazing work that you're doing. And so it's a pleasure to meet you and it's a pleasure to be speaking to you this morning. So explain briefly, what exactly is Comfort Tea Inc.? Okay, so Comfort Tea Inc. is a nonprofit organization that is geared toward helping sexual assault and human trafficking victims, not only women, but men as well. Yeah, because, you know, when people hear the word sexual assault or human trafficking, they instantly think of a woman or a girl. They never think about, you know, the men or the young men that are affected or even the trans, the LGBTQ plus community. Like it affects everyone. So I'm really glad to have you here this morning to educate our listeners and to bring light to your organization, the work that you do and to the victims of this terrible you know thing so let's talk about what made you start comfort tea inc like when did you start it what made you start it well to be honest um when i had my last daughter i had a horrible pregnancy even after i gave birth um it was really hard because i was dealing with two kids i was stressed out between work and relationship everything was just like crazy i was super depressed um I just had a lot going on and I just felt like I was in a life or death situation. I, you know, I felt like I was going through postpartum. Mm. So what I did, the unpopular opinion, I went to go seek therapy. I went to a therapist. Can I just high five you and clap? (laughs) Because so many people have the notion I'm in therapy. Like everyone should be speaking to someone about all the overwhelming things that are happening, especially in these days and time, you know? Right, right. You know how it is in our community. Yes, especially in our community. You're not supposed to go talk to someone. Go pray. Right, right. (laughs) That's true. But I did. I went to go talk to a therapist and through therapy, it has helped me realize that I am actually, or I actually was a victim of sexual assault. Wow. I didn't even know. And I think I was about 32. Tell her my age. Um, I was about 32 at that time. Black don't cry, girl. We don't care. (laughs) (laughs) 30s and you 20. It is. It is. And, um, you know, I went through my whole life. Like, I knew something happened. I knew it was wrong. But I didn't think that I was a victim. I just, I was taught to believe that it was, it wasn't nothing. It wasn't like that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. So, um, I went to see therapy and I um I realized that I was a victim um but because of my childhood trauma 
that was never addressed. I I had a lot of pain and I went through a lot. And you were carrying it all so, these years. But so many people are all these years. That. Yeah, because so many people might have experienced it. If you don't mind me asking, how old were you when this sexual assault happened? Were you a was, child, a teenager? I was 11. And, and then so, it happened again when I was 15. Okay. So then when you're go- growing up and just holding that in, and it was probably in such a deep layer of your mental, you know, you, you just shoved it down there and kept going right. moving forward as a lot of us do with traumas that happen to us. So therapy definitely, I feel like came at the right time. You're raising two children, you're in your relationship, you're trying to get through it, trying to get through this overwhelming feeling that you had after giving birth. So how did you come up with the Comfort Tea Inc. after, you know, getting therapy for these, these traumas that had occurred in your life? Right. Um, once I realized that I was a victim and I started my healing process, I looked at it and I was like, you know what, where I was then and where I am now is two different people. And if I could just help save other victims from a lot of the pain that I went through, then mm-hmm. I lived. Even if it's just one person, you know, this is my purpose. It's my passion. I just want people to know just because you were victimized doesn't mean you have to be a victim. You're a survivor. That part. That part indeed. High five to you, Nicole. I love that. Now you're thinking of Comfort Tea Inc. Why did you um, name it Comfort Tea Inc.? It could have been named anything in the world. How did you come up with Comfort Tea Inc.? I'm so glad you asked that because a lot of people like, when they first hear and they're like, are you selling tea? I'm like, no, it's not tea. So this is what this is how <laughs> I came up with it. Um, I wanted something that was different. I wanted something unique. I wanted something fresh. So at the time, um, tea was out. Like, what's the tea? What's the, yeah, you know what I mean? What's the news? What's the dirt? Right, but it's gossip tea. So what I'm offering is comforting tea. And I, if you look at my logo, there is a small teacup. If you could see it mm-hmm. <laughs> on the side of it. And I just made it my own and I just stuck with it. I love it. And the cup of tea is so fitting because it is comforting to be educated on something that may or may not directly affect you. What exactly is it that Comfort Tea does? What does your nonprofit do? Educate, raise awareness, and to be that voice for those that feel as if they don't have one. Mm. Have you met other um, other survivors? I was about to say the V word. No V word over here. Have you met other survivors in the sexual assault and trafficking? I have. I have met so many amazing people. They have so many like uh, powerful testimonies through, you know, through uh, me doing my organization. And it's just amazing where people have come from. Sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, it's nothing compared, but you know, I, it, it keeps me going. It gives me my drive when I meet people like that. And dealing with, you know, other survivors, honestly, I feel like that's even like a healing experience for you and helping for all of you to talk through your experiences and sharing your stories and not feeling like you're the only one that has gone through something so traumatic. Right. Right. Sometimes it does. It, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say a lot of survivors feel like they're the only ones. Right. Because a a lot of times what happens is um, it's easier to blame the victim than the predator. 
Yeah. And, and for me, it was family. So it was easier for them to look at me like, well, what did you do? How, how is, it, is it true? You know, then to look at somebody else in the family and be like, you know what? You're better than you need help. Mm. And, and that's why a lot of times people, they don't say anything about it. They just, they just don't deal with it. And I, I really want like those things to just stop so people can, you know, speak up and speak out and break the silence. Definitely. So what are some of the things that, that you have going on with Comfort Tea Inc.? Like, what are some of the things that you do and how do the survivors find out about you so you can have these conversations? Okay, so what I'm going to be doing now is a webinar. Um, it's going to be April 14th at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, I'm going to be starting my first support group, April 30th. That information will actually be on my website. So, what is your um, website? My website is www.comforttea.org. Yeah, so it's comforttea.org. So go there to find out the webinar information, the links and all that good stuff. So right. what should we expect at this webinar? Like what is the what is the program consist of that you're doing? Okay, so I'm going to have four guest speakers. Um, Dr. Lori, she's from Still Whole Wellness. Uh, Tashira Amir, she's from Sacred Butterflies. I have Dayla Sean, she's from Speak Our Truth. Dr. R.D. Walters, she's from Pleasure Principles. I'm also going to have two uh, supporters. It says sponsors on the actual flyer, but they're supporters. Miss Wanda Williams, she's amazing. She's also a survivor. She's an author. She's a poet. And last but not least, I do have Jasmine Garcia from Geared Recovery. Um, all of these ladies are amazing. They have very powerful testimonies. It's something that you do not want to miss. Um, it's going to be amazing. I see here, like just by first meeting you right now and speaking to you that really with this webinar, it seems as if a bunch of organization that organizations that have like the same goal are uniting together. How did you find out about all these organizations and how are you meeting all these people that have the same goal as Comfort Tea? Um, through networking. Okay. Networking is is one hundred percent key. You have to network. Um, Facebook. We have social media. We in this great era where yep. we don't even have to leave our homes. We can network online. You know, but of course you want to get out there in the community. But through networking, um, I'm in a lot of sexual assault support groups on Facebook. I'm in a lot of uh, nonprofit organizations on Facebook and Instagram. Like that's how I met all these people going to different seminars and webinars myself. How, cause you, you said a little bit earlier that, you know, um, having your second child is what really triggered like the postpartum part of the depression you felt. And how long ago was this? This was three years ago. Okay. So now that it's going on three years, what differences have you seen with your relationship with your children, your relationship with your partner? Like, have things improved or is it still work in progress? Like, talk about that. Well, everything is always going to be a work in progress. But for me, myself, I have more of self-love um, than before. Um, it feel, I feel so good because I don't have to depend on other people to bring me happiness. They're not my source of happiness. I am. Rewind. Say that again, girl. <laughs> 
say that statement one more time, girl. <laughs> other people are not my source of happiness. I am. So I can yes. control my emotions more. I was uh, depending on other people. So a lot of things that I was going through, I put that on myself. When, when you start to work on you, when you start to work on you, you see things different. You become different. You change. You change your, your surroundings. You change the people you talk to. You change the way that you talk. You, you see things in a completely different light. Like a lot of times I get invited out. I'm like, no, that's not my circle no more. Like I'm not mm-hmm. into that. Like this is my 100% focus. And therapy, honestly, I know a lot of people look down it, but it's, it, it has helped me. I don't believe it's for everybody, but it's for me. It's for me. And if when you have you, things, go ahead. I was going to say, if you had anything to say to your 11 and, and 15 year old self, now that you're going, you know, get like in the healing process of the things that happen to you then, what are some of the things that maybe something that you would say to, to your 11 or 15 year old self? I would tell her, you know what? It's not your fault. Mm. You're worth it. You are important. And you're amazing. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't become a victim. Be a survivor. Yes. I love this. Oh my God. You're making me feel so good this morning. So by joining with other organizations that have the same goal, um, where are the survivors coming from? Are they coming part of this organization and you networking that you're finding out about them to help them heal with your story and everyone sharing their stories? Yes. So the survivors, they come from everywhere. Once I start um, putting myself out there, I get a lot of emails. I get a lot of Facebook inbox, DMs. Like I have a lot of, honestly, a lot of, so my family members even came out to me and told me certain things that actually happened to them. So like, mm. it, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's powerful. It's wonderful. It's a movement, but it's not for me. I always say, this isn't for me. This is for people that I don't know. These are for victims that I don't know. Uh, kids that's been in uh, victimized in the same situation that have no one to talk to. I want to create a safe space for them to go. Let's talk about every 68 seconds, an American mm-hmm. is sexually assaulted and every nine minutes, that victim is a child. Right. And that's just wow. in America. That's not even like global. Worldwide. But imagine that. Every nine minutes, a child. But, you know, it, I'm so glad you brought that up. So it, it says one out of nine girls and one in 53 boys under the age of 18 has experienced sexual assault by an adult. 82% of the victims were eight were under 18 and are females. Females between the ages of 16 and 19 are more likely to be victims of rape or sexual assault. Children that have experienced sexual assault are more likely to have long-term effects, such as mental health issues. I'm not saying that everybody that has mental health issues has a history of sexual assault. I have to put that out there. Um, but you're four times more likely to have substance abuse issues, four times more likely to experience PTSD as an adult, and you're three times more likely to suffer from depression and anxiety. And a lot of victims, uh, they become actually, um, they become violators themselves. 
Mm, they were they keep it going and repeat it because right. they think that's the normal. The thing is about your your mind. Our minds are powerful. So a lot of times when you have these traumas as a child and you don't you don't try to get help for them, what happens is your your mind as a as a child doesn't understand what happened. So when you can get like a trigger and it triggers you off, and you you. Because your mind is trying to make sense of it, you do it to other people. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that's what happens. I can give you an example. Um, You've seen that movie. I think it was Freddy. Even though this is not sexual assault. It's yeah. Yeah. um, Freddy versus um, what was that movie? Jason. Is that? Yes. And Mm -hmm. right. So. You seen the part where he showed him a mirror, I believe. No, it was water. And he turned into a little boy. That was the trigger. So every time we get triggered and we're in a situation, we turn into that child, whatever age it happens to us, because our brains can't understand what happened. That's why we have to go out and get help. Even if you don't talk to a therapist, you still have to get help. And a lot of people, they're not, they're not doing that. On that note, like if there's anyone that's listening that has either a child or an adult that maybe, you know, be going through something such as that, what is your advice to them? You say get hope, like where? Like what if they're completely lost, don't know what to do? What do you suggest? I would suggest if that if, if I put myself in, in that person's shoes, what I would do is talk to my child, um, let her know that, hey, you did nothing wrong. You're okay. I'm on your side. I'm going to go seek therapy and uh, counseling with, with me and my daughter to let her know like, hey, you're okay. Um, you're important. You didn't do anything wrong. And we're going to get through. A lot of times people, what they do, they make the child feel embarrassed or ashamed. Mm, you don't want to feel like that. it's their fault. Right. Because kids... Kids, they don't have an, a, the same mind as us. Mm-hmm. You know, you could tell a child, listen, um, if you tell somebody, I'm going to kill your parents. And they're going to believe that because they're kids. They don't know any mm-hmm. better. So you just want to have that conversation. And there are some signs. Like, if you have an 11-year-old child that wants to start wetting the bed, like, Out you of might want to look into that. If you have a child that's touching other kids, you might want to look into that. Like, there's a lot of things. If, if you drop your kid off at uh, this certain person's house and they're screaming and kicking, don't just always say, oh, uh, she's being bad or he's bad. No, you need to look into that. Because sometimes it's, it's more than what it seems. Definitely. There's a reason. Right. Hmm. So let's talk about, again, your webinar. It's happening on April 14th. 6 p.m. Eastern time. All the organizations are going to be there. And, you know, you said on the flyer as well that the ugly truth is that a lot of children won't even report it. And then they'll report it like the effects of long term depression as a result. So it's going through their whole adult life and they haven't told anyone because of whether they've been scared into staying quiet or whatever the reason may be. I mean, all these organizations that get together and there's doctors and there's survivors and there's advocates for these things. 
I mean, you speaking to these different organizations and stuff, what's maybe something that you learned through therapy and networking and learning all these people and meeting all these people? What's something as a survivor yourself have you learned through all this process? I learned that you have to try, because honestly, I'm I'm very like introverted. Yeah, you're an introvert. Right. And, And that's because of things that I've been through in my life for me. Yeah. And I had to put my I had to be brave. And I had to try to um, open my eyes to see other people's point of views and just things about other people, accepting people for who they are, just how they are. And just standing up, speaking out, speaking my truth and not being afraid. Mm. And you said too earlier that your circle of friends has changed or your circle of people that you hung out with, the circle of things that you used to do on weekends or whatever the case may be, has changed as a result of you getting to know yourself better. It has. Like, I mean, I'm still young. I'm 35. Mm -hmm. And um, actually, my birthday was just Thursday. Happy birthday, Aries season. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, my circle has changed. Um, it, it just it comes with growth. It, mm. it it just comes with growth. You know, you're gonna want to be around people that are like minded. Like minded make you feel good, not make you feel terrible. Right. Right. So I want to get the word out. Where can everyone, are you on social media? Where can they follow your movements? You gave the website comforttea.org, but are you on social media as well? Yes, I have a Facebook at Comfort Tea Inc. I have Instagram, Comfort Tea underscore. No, it's Comfort underscore Tea underscore Inc. And if you want to contact me directly, it's Comfort Tea Comfort underscore tea at yahoo.com. Definitely. So again, support Comfort Tea's movements. Nicole, I'm so proud of you. The growth that you have showed, and I just met you a few minutes ago, (laughs) but it's good that you've wanted to seek out help and how therapy helped you. And I really want to push to all my listeners right now that don't be ashamed. Go to therapy. Even if you don't want to tell anyone that you're going to therapy, I'm like, I'm not ashamed when I need therapy, I go. And (laughs) that's the bottom line. And I think everyone should be able to speak to someone who doesn't have a personal connection to them that won't be judging, but is really trying to help you get through whatever this obstacle that you're facing is. Right. And another thing that I really want to say is people that haven't been victimized, we need to change our mindset and be more uh, united as a community, as a human race. Mm-hmm. For example, COVID-19, it originated in, in China. Mm-hmm. And at the time, a lot of people, especially people I knew, they were like, that's them. And then until it got into our actual homes and now everybody's trying to run out and get masks, like it, it shouldn't be that way. You know, there's a lot of people that's been sexually assaulted and don't wait till it, it affects you personally. Personally. You know, don't, it you know. Be a voice. Right, right. We have to do better as a, as a human race. I'll say that. Yes, because like like what you said, if it hasn't affected you personally, it has affected someone who's personal to you, maybe one or two degrees of separation right. that you might not even know about. But the thing is, sexual assault, there, it has no bias. It doesn't matter if you're a woman. It doesn't matter your age, your your gender, your religion. There's no preference. It, 
there's no limit. It, it just, it, it could happen to anybody. Nobody should feel like, well, that's them. We have to get that out of our minds. Yes, we got to reprogram ourselves and educate ourselves. Nicole, I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. The information that you have given is amazing. Again, the the, um, Zoom, the live Zoom is April 14th. It's a webinar, 6 p.m. It is free. And if you want to support Nicole and her movement, go to comforttea.org. Follow them on social media and all that good stuff. Nicole, thank you so much for hanging out with this um, out, with, out with us this morning. And Community Matters was produced by Dr. Delvina. Thank you.